Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm accompanied by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we're here to present our review of Argyle. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at FilmOptics, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, what's going on, man? It, it feels like forever. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday again. I think we recorded last Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I think we did for our most anticipated movies of 2023 or 2024, I should say. But how you been, buddy? I've been pretty good. You know, just getting through the week. It's we got we got January over with. Like that's the tough month. Nothing good ever comes out. Uh, just where movies gonna die usually. And this year. It it was more so true than that. I mean, we got Mean Girls. That was a good one. But other than that, just just not a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it is officially Black History Month, uh, February 1st, as we are recording this review of Argyle. So that is, that, that's something to celebrate, I, I think, for sure. But yeah, January is officially over and it's... It's bittersweet, but you know, you kind of just got to get through the beginning of the year. Like you said, January's over. There there was a few movies that we covered <laughs> throughout <laughs> January. Uh, it was kind of like 50-50, I think, with just like uh, television as well. But gosh darn, there's been so many late releases in uh, December of 2023. They kind of spilled over into January 2024. But now, since it's February 1st, we're starting to slowly get movies. Personally, I, don't, I really don't think that the, the, the movie journey, our movie journey, is really going to begin until Dune. <laughs> Dune Part 2, which, which comes out March 1st. But we're seeing it early, which is pretty awesome. I'm very, very excited for that. Can't forget the, the romantic Valentine's Day release of Madame Web. I will say those posters are looking very fire. Yeah, that new one with this with the spider in the eye looks pretty good. Yeah, like if if anything, I got to give credit where credit's due. It's like, am I excited for that movie? Has like overall, no, not really. I could be watching something else. I'm not as interested, but I'm still gonna watch it. We're still probably gonna cover it because it is uh, Sydney Sweeney. It is, you know, the rest of the cast that are uh, that is there. Dakota Johnson as well, uh, a phenomenal actor in her own right. So it's like, what's not to like about the cast? It's it's kind of it's kind of like uh, this movie here we're covering. You give us enough pretty faces to look at, kind oh of just it gets, it gets you in the, gets you in the seat at least. What happens after that? Who knows? I cannot confirm or deny that I was there for Bryce Dallas Howard because she's been one of my biggest celebrity crushes for a very long time. And I was like, you know what? I guess I'm going to go see Argyle. <laughs> so um, as we mentioned earlier, we are going to be covering Argyle altogether. But Devin, I'm glad that you're having a great week, you know, trying to get through the week on my side as well. It's been a pretty good week, though, I, I would say. It's definitely been a very good week. But yeah, you know, it's Thursday. We've got one more day um, to go for the weekends. And yeah, we're just... 
chugging along, chugging along, and we're going to get there. We're going to get there eventually to the weekends. And then it starts all over again. <laughs> Gotta love nine to five jobs. Gotta love it. <laughs> Those 40-hour work weeks are chef's kiss, depending on what you do. So the way that this review is going to go, um, we're going to not give spoilers in this episode, even though it, because the whole mystery is, you know, who is agent Argyle and we want people to go into this movie with no preconceived notions. We're just here to give our thoughts on the film, the good, the bad and the ugly, as we always do. But yeah, we're going to keep it spoiler free because I want people to experience this for themselves. And, you know, we, I think we've done a great job of, beating around the bush, talking about a movie without actually talking about it as in like giving away the the story, the spoilers, because there's a lot of fun surprises in this movie that I hope people check out. So without further delay, we'll be right back after this introduction to Argyle. Had to bring the cat. What did you expect me to do? Leave him to fend for himself? Come It'd on. Be fine. Cat ladies always die alone. The cats figure it out. I am not a cat lady. I'm not. <sighs> and what's your problem with my cat? Exactly. He's really cute. He's cuddly. He's loyal. Oh, please. He's kind. You suddenly drop dead. That cat's chewing your ears off within 48 hours max. Which, with you around, gets more likely by the minute. And we are back. You just heard a little clip from the movie Argyle. And the director of this film is Matthew Vaughn. And the writer includes Jason. Um, is that? <laughs> F -U There's a couple ways you can go about pronouncing that one. I know. And I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant right now. I'm just going to say. I'll just go the safe route. Fuchs. Fuchs. Yes. Let's for it for, you know, we, we are a, a clean podcast here. So Jason Fuchs. I believe that's Thank the name you. of one of the characters in Barry, if you've been, uh, been watching that one. I need, I need to get back on it, man. I got like halfway through season one, and I got distracted with other stuff, and I never went back to it, and I need to. It's, there, there's so much good TV out there that I still haven't watched. I want to watch Barry, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. They're both on Max. And gosh, there, there's just so much. There's so much going on, and... It's it's very overwhelming at times, I'm not going to lie. And it's going to get harder and harder as the year goes on. But yes, the writer for Argyle is Jason Fuchs. Thank you very much for that, Devin, because I was going to go a whole nother avenue for that. So uh, I'm glad, glad that you're my, my right-hand man on that. <laughs> and this movie stars Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Dua Lipa, and more. This it, Brian Cranston's in this movie. Um, Ariana DeBose. Like this is a star-studded cast, and of course we have John Cena. He's also in this movie for a little bit as well. But yeah, we're just gonna dive straight into our initial thoughts here. I'm gonna pass it over to Devin so he can give his thoughts on Argyle. Yeah, going into this one, um, I was definitely trying to keep an open mind because um, I was never really a huge fan of the Kingsman movies. I guess it's a trilogy as of now. I'm sure there's going to be more in the future, but for whatever reason, those movies just didn't really, didn't really like reach me. They just didn't really work for me. Um, I did love, obviously, Kick-Ass was also Matthew Vaughn, and he also did X-Men First Class. So obviously those, those two were really great ones, but then the, the Kingsman trilogy just didn't really do it for me. 
So I went into this one just kind of trying to clear that slate and trying to come in clean. And like you said, this cast is amazing. There's just top to bottom, just stars everywhere. And Dua Lipa is, uh, I mean, is this her first acting role? I think so. She was in in Barbie, technically, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, she was. But it's like her first, like, she's got lines and everything. (laughs) She's got lines. It's her first role. (laughs) Making baby steps here, but she did a good job. Um, I will say, as far as the movie goes, um, there's there's a moment where... I want, to, I want to say it's about halfway through. That's what it felt like, at least, where it is re- revealed who Argyle is. And obviously, we aren't going to reveal who that is. We're not going to spoil that. It's it's pretty funny on the internet, on Twitter, where it's become a huge meme. Everyone's like, can't wait in five days to find out who Argyle is. Like, it's just become this this big meme. And that feels like it's pretty funny and felt, feels pretty natural. But um, up until that point, I was really... I was really enjoying it for the most part because I feel like Sam Rockwell brought a lot of energy to the role he had. And he was definitely bringing a lot of um, charisma to this movie and him and Bryce Dallas Howard's character were working really well together. I was very curious to see where the story was going and trying to figure out what exactly was going on. And then uh, we get that reveal. And then it feels like from that point on, it just kind of falls flat for me and just a lot of weird decisions are made just a lot of just odd choices and a lot of a lot of like sad CGI where it's like what why are we doing this why is this all CGI why why does it look like this it it, it felt like none of it was like on location like it felt like every scene was CGI and we just weren't anywhere but on a green screen Blue and screen, a lot of green it, screen, all that. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of it just looked really rough. Like it looked like it was CGI. Um, especially towards the end, there's a couple of scenes where it was just honestly hard to watch. Where there's just a full CGI and there's just a bunch of stuff going on on the screen. You don't really know what's happening. You can't really see what's happening. It just looks so messy. Um, so I was kind of disappointed by that. And then towards the end, it just it didn't really come together for me because it feels like when you spend a whole movie kind of making fun of like the cheesy spy thriller movie, but at the end of the day, you still are a cheesy spy thriller movie. So it just feels like kind of, eh, like you didn't really do much there when you just are what you're basically making fun of. Yeah. Honestly, I think you hit on a lot of good points there. Um, and before I give my initial reactions, um, I am going to give a synopsis cause I forgot to do that earlier. <laughs> Uh, but if you couldn't tell from Devin's uh, initial reactions, this movie is about a reclusive author who writes espionage novels about a secret agent um, and a global spy syndicate realizes that the plot of the books that she's writing starts to mirror real world events in real time. So we have seen movies like this before. Um, especially when it comes to The Lost City that came out last year with uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and Daniel Radcliffe. It was basically the same premise, but obviously this is something a little bit different. But I just wanted to throw out the synopsis there because I totally blinked on it earlier. 
So I went to the streets of Twitter, like I always do, and I posted my thoughts on our podcast uh, account at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. I said that um, Argyle embraces its identity with no regrets. It's extravagant and dramatic, but trimming off 30 minutes could have enhanced its overall experience. Nevertheless, I found it enjoyable, and those action scenes were fantastic, and the cast had great chemistry, and it is a hell of a time. That much, that is just like a general oversimplification of my thoughts because I do agree with you, Devin, when it when you get to about the first half of the movie all the way leading up to revealing who Agent Argyle is, is for me at least it's fine, it's fast-paced, but it it feels like as soon as you get to that point where they reveal who Argyle is, the movie slows down for like 30 minutes and then it picks up at the very end. But I, I like how it is a cheesy action spy movie, but I feel like it's also trying to be serious at the same time. And I feel you have to lean either one way or the other. And I feel like if they would have just led 100% full tilt, full time into the cheesiness and like the meta humor of spy thriller movies or just spy movies in general like kingsman yeah king the first kingsman i really like i didn't really care for the other two especially not the last one but this one because i i I think i think this is in the same universe i think i'm not entirely sure you know if that gets into spoilers or not but there is a uh mid-credit scene yeah, so there's a mid credit scene, but I because I thought that they revealed that this was in the Kingsman universe. Like I'm pretty sure I thought it was. Or do you think? Yeah, it's I guess just, it's pretty safe to assume. Yeah, because I mean, it's it, the style is there. You know, it's it's Matthew Vaughn, so it's like, why is it not? But I'm I'm pretty sure that people knew this was somewhere in that universe. I don't know where exactly. If it's like, you know, everyone's trying to build their own universe nowadays. But as I was saying with the the film itself, like, yeah, there's there's about 30 minutes where they could have just like shaved off because I think the runtime. 30, 30 minutes is crazy. Like, that's a lot. Like, I agree. Like, that's. But it's just like usually we're like, OK, maybe 10 to 20 minutes we could have taken off. But but 30, it's just like that just shows how much this movie just kind of dragged on towards the end. It just yeah. like, it just wouldn't end. Just kept going. And I think the pacing is probably my biggest issue with it. It's coming in around two hours and 19 minutes. So I mean, even like 40 minutes, like 30 a, minutes a, a from smooth there. Smooth hour 40 would have been lovely. I mean, <laughs> Devin's like, you know what? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's make it an hour 20. Whatever let's it takes. Make it gotta, gotta get down to the, whatever the minimum for feature length film is. I think it is like an hour or an hour 20. Yeah. Hour 20, hour 30, yeah. That's like around like where kids' animated movies are. But yeah, it's it was just it was too long. And the pacing was great at first. You know, you had Dua Lipa, um, which I think was more of an issue, at least for me, because she's not really in the movie. Like at all. Same with Henry Cavill. I mean, he's in it definitely more, but it's it's like he's like the front I mean, that's part of the part of the reveal. Like he's front and center of everything, but um, not really the case. Like if you're if you're going into this expecting it to be Mark or Henry Henry Cavill and Dua Lipa, then it's just not what it is. 
What are you going to say? Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> he, he looks like a Mark. Especially with that haircut. This haircut that is, is very... Ter- that is a terrible yeah, it's haircut. not a good one. That is a terrible, terrible haircut he's got going there. But, hey, Henry Cavill's getting that bag. That's all, that's all I care about. But, um, yeah, as I was saying, I, I feel like the cat has more screen time than Dua Lipa. Yeah, they're definitely trying to reach that, that, that female audience with that one and Henry Cavill. They're trying to get that, that double dip. Like, oh, there's a bunch of cat ladies out there and they love Henry Cavill. Let's get them in the, in the theater. And that's the issue. It's like, I, I feel like they're like Dua Lipa's all over the marketing for this movie, but I feel like she's just, she's there for marketing and that's it. She doesn't really have a role. Yeah. It's like five minutes. Like if, if, if anyone out there, like if you've seen the trailer for Argyle, you've seen Dua Lipa's like scenes in the movie. Like, I think she has like one more small little scene but it's like she's in like the first what 10 15 minutes in the movie and then that's it. And she doesn't really have that many speaking lines. It's more of like a dance sequence that's happening. But yeah, she's definitely just there for that. But I will say Devin, there is a song that's attached to this movie called Electric Energy and it slaps. Like it is incredibly infectious. And I just, I love, I love it. I've been listening to it on repeat. I'm like, this might show up in my Spotify rap of 2024. I don't know. But uh-huh. it's it's a banger, and I think you should listen to it. But, you know, it, we're, we're talking about the good and the bad here because it's it's more of a mixed bag for me because when it comes to Bryce Dallas Howard, I think she did a phenomenal job between her and Sam Rockwell. They were easily the stars of the show. Uh, Samuel Jackson literally just got paid to watch basketball the entire time <laughs> within yeah, the was, movie. Was, they, uh, we gotta, we got to stop putting Samuel L. Jackson movies with casts because it just does not, <laughs> not going to spoil anything, but we just got to stop doing that. Uh, well, yeah, with, uh, with Captain Marvel, the Marvels, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Is, I wonder, is Samuel L. Jackson a cat person? I was actually looking at the trivia and it said that Henry Cavill is allergic to cats. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Then they definitely got to stop doing that. <laughs> they definitely have to stop doing that altogether. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much to like about this movie. Because, like I said, I love the action sequences here. It really does feel like a tale of two halves. Like like we've been saying, in the first half, we get the cool um, train action sequence with Sam Rockwell and Bryce Dallas Howard together. Then we get a couple of cool action sequences, but then the second half, I feel like the action just gets like way, just goes way too far, and just way far left and out of left field, like just doing way too much visually, and it just doesn't work. And it, I mean, like even looking at the trivia here for Argyle, uh, Matthew Vaughn casted Henry Cavill because he needed someone who was born to play James Bond, which I still think Henry Cavill will be a great James Bond. And, yeah, I sent you uh, that tweet where he was like a finalist for Casino Royale, but they ended up rejecting him because he was too young at the time. It's unfortunate. 22 years old, 22 years shy. And you know what's actually funny outside of Samuel Jackson being allergic to cats? So is Henry Cavill. I did not know that. And he's holding a cat in the poster. The, the mostly, <laughs> felt like mostly CGI cat. So I think he's safe. Yeah, I, I I think so. Um, definitely. But I, I agree with the um the CGI was a bit rough, but there was a scene in that movie that reminded me of the scene in a Harley Quinn movie 
um, which is now just called Birds of Prey. Um, you 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 know which like scene yeah, I'm talking very about? Colorful. Yeah, yeah, a very yes, exactly, a very very colorful uh, scene, um, which is yeah, I I thought it was cool. I loved everything about it, but it's like yeah, the uh, the CGI within that scene was definitely rough. And then there's another like skate scene the skating scene was the one that was the most painful for me like i couldn't i almost didn't want to watch it like the cgi surrounding it looked terrible but i loved the i i loved what it was going for the last time that i've seen something like that in a movie was probably batman and robin <laughs> I'm not sure if you've seen that where they're like ice skating. They like click their heels together. Then like the ice skates come out. And that's like the only guy I've ever seen it. I just, I just always heard how terrible it was with the, the it's, bat, the bat. It's nips. a hokey movie. It, it's <laughs> the bat nips, the, the, the bat, butt, the credit card, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the bat booty. <laughs> Never leave the home without it. The, yeah. The Batman credit card. It's, it's hilarious. But yeah. Also Alfie, the cat, is played by Chip the Cat, who the owners are Matthew Vaughn's wife, Claudia uh, Schiffer. So that's pretty cool. How he kind of like incorporated his own wife's cat into that. But yeah, overall, like it's overall it's a mixed bag. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is not looking well. Uh, we are recording this the day before uh, previews on Thursdays. Well, it is Thursday, but we're recording it, you know, previously to it being shown in theaters, but I actually just checked the critics tomato meter. It went from a 37 to a 36 with 124 reviews right now. And I had a feeling people were not going to like this movie and I don't think it's a perfect movie. There's things I like about it. I, I really just wish it was shorter overall, but the, the writing I thought was pretty funny. For, for the most part. And, you know, just the chemistry of the cast itself. Um, some For some reason, John Cena is here. Uh, he's he's in the movie less than Dua Lipa. <laughs> you, just, you just can't see him. <laughs> exactly. You can't see him. He's very hard to see. But Brian Cranston, he also did a great job. Like, they, they all did. And it's, it's just, you know, Bryce playing um, Ellie Conway, which I've actually never seen Ellie spelt that way e-l-l-y i was like interesting i've always saw the e-l-l-i-e i'm like that's an interesting way to, to spell ellie but yeah it's um it's it's a fun ride it's just i mean we kind of knew what this movie was going into it like if you've seen the trailers they they showed way too much they they really they showed do. the trailer so often i feel like i've seen it 20 times by now just every preview for every yeah. movie it's been at. Mm, yeah, it was, it's just... Ugh. I, and I, I can't hate this movie, but I feel like we have carefully picked it apart to where it's just... Like, there's things to like about this movie, and I think people should go see this movie, and I think that they should make their own opinion of it because like I said, this movie is going to get drugged through the mud when it comes to critics. And some I've read a few critics reviews and there are things that are valid when it comes to it, but some uh, reactions I've seen, I, I feel like it's just, there was just, they, they found an outing. They found an opening 
to crap on a movie that knows exactly what it's supposed to be or what it is. And it's really not trying to be anything different, but that's not saying that it could have been just this full throttle, silly spy movie altogether. But I've, I've seen some pretty harsh takes on this. I'm like, okay, it's not the best movie. It's January. This movie, well, this movie comes out February 2nd. So in theaters, but it's like, it's, I don't think it's going to do big numbers. Yeah. It's already looking pretty rough. I think it was, um, $200 million budget. And the first, the predictions for the first weekend are 20 million, 20 million. Okay. I was going to say 25. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not sure if that's, I mean, part of it is, you know, the movie itself, but the other part is just, it's coming out in February. There's not a lot coming out in February, guys. Like when it comes to movies, it's, I mean, we're picking up steam a little bit, you know, I would say halfway through February. So we're starting to see a few more things, but I mean, it's unfortunate because this movie could have been just a fun ride through and through. And at times it is like I mentioned in my initial reaction, I had a great time with it altogether. Like I did find it enjoyable, but that doesn't mean that there aren't things that I was like, well, could have changed X, Y, and Z. And yeah, like the second half of the movie, they just, it's like the first half was super silly and fun. And then after the reveal of who Argyle is, then it got like super serious. And it's like, they didn't really give me enough time to care about these characters really outside of Bryce Dallas Howard's character, Ellie. And uh, maybe the her books, the, her characters in her books, but and the cat outside Don't of that, I was cat. like, oh yes, yes, the cat Alfie. Alfie was. They definitely made you want to care about the cat. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, they, we're, they we're not even cat people. <laughs> we're not even cat people. <laughs> so it's like they they definitely tried. For sure. But, Devin, was there anything else you wanted to add? I apologize for hogging the mic on this. I just had a lot to say about this. And, yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to add to the conversation? Yeah, I think we covered most of it. Did a good job of trying to skirt around the spoilers because there are a lot of spoilers for this one. Obviously, the big Argyle reveal is Mm -hmm. what the big meme is all about, so definitely got to keep that (laughs) under wraps. But apparently it was spoiled in 2021 when it first got announced, so... if. Yeah. If you if you uh seen that tweet then you've already been spoiled. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not going to say cuz there's a link for that tweet as well. Um but we're we're not going to post it like in the episode notes or anything, but if you've seen the tweets and you and you've seen the article then you you already know. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's you know there there are like I said before, there there are other movies out there that um that kind of have the same premise like like I said earlier, The Lost City, that was so silly through and through, and it was just perfect. And it was also probably probably 40 minutes shorter, like a, like we've been saying. Yeah. I, I definitely do remember enjoying Lost City as well. Yeah, it, I did too. Yeah, we covered it. It, it was, was great. nice, simple. <laughs> Hour 52, so 30 minutes shorter, just like you said. Wow. My God, I was right on my money. I'm a soothsayer. Look at me. Look at me go. This is crazy. But yeah, let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings for this seven. What are your final thoughts and ratings uh, for Argyle? Yeah, final thoughts. I was invested in the first half. I was enjoying the chemistry between the two main characters. Um, but then 
once the reveals start hitting, there's a lot of twists and turns that they attempt to throw at you. It just doesn't really work for me. And I think the second half is very messy and they just kind of, they jump the ship a bit where mm. there's just a lot of CGI and just a lot of weird, just a weird, weird decisions. And it just, it does not come together in the end. Um, as far as the score goes, I'm sitting at like a 49. Like it, it really feels like, like I said, it's just the story of two halves. Like it's like the Lions. Great first half, and then that second half just could not bring it home. I can't believe they blew a 20... 17 points. A 17-point lead. They blew that 17-point lead. I was... Ugh, that was terrible. And also, I, I was just looking back at the Lost City trailers, and it looks like they filmed on location. That just... At least in a location. Like, it wasn't all CGI. Like, that's part of what makes that feel a little easier to watch. Right. And and there were locations in Argyle, uh, especially like the vineyard area, which I thought was pretty cool. But uh, apparently, uh, before I give it my uh, final thoughts and ratings, um, like you said, this movie did cost 200 million movies to make. This is Matthew Vine's most expensive film and the most expensive film produced by Apple tied with Killers of the Flower Moon. And that movie was longer and looked a lot better. Better. <laughs> it was just better all, all yeah. together. But yeah, and I was failed to mention this earlier. Um, yes, yeah, so this was produced by Apple and Universal Pictures. So it is like an Apple film. So at some point, it's definitely going to come to Apple TV Plus. And yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it will. It will at, at some point for sure. Um, but yeah, this is not Samuel Jackson's uh, first time uh, working with Matt Vaughn because. He was also in the Kingsman, the Secret Service movie, uh, that uh, and Matt Vaughn's previous spy movie. So yeah, it's safe to say that this movie is tied to the Kingsman universe or tied to those movies. Because I mean, come on. But um, much like uh, <laughs> much like Devin said, I, I kind of agree with him on a lot of things. It's just it, like you said, it feels it feels like a movie of two halves. Um, it just, th there were things I really thought were just like fun and kooky and amazing. You know, everyone's performances were great, but yeah, that, that CGI was rough and knowing how much they sunk into this movie again. And we've talked about this where it's like they sink 200, $300 million into these films and it's, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect on screen. It's like, where, where did the budget go? Did it go to the actors? Because this is a star studded cast. But um, Devin, you said you gave this movie a a forty nine percent, correct? Correct. Oh man, uh, uh, going into this review, I was going to be like, yeah, this is. I'm, I was going to give it a solid sixty. That was going to be my original score. But after we've talked about it, I got to drop it down to like a fifty out of a hundred. I got to. Yeah, right down the middle. It, half it's, and a half. It's Happy. <laughs> Did someone order the half and half coffee? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, just right down the middle. Um, I mean, it, it sucks because, you know, going into it, I was like, yeah, I, I was on like this high. I'm like, oh, this is like a really fun movie I think people would like. But man, that runtime, it's that runtime, that pacing, those are like my two biggest issues with it. But, you know, I, I wish it was, I wish it was better. But just because, you know, we are, 
ranking this on the lower scale does not mean that we don't think people should go see it. Cause I think people should go see it. Like we said, and for them to form their own opinions about it as well, because it's, it, it is a fun popcorn flick. It's just on, on a, through a critical eye. I'm like, you know, we've, we've seen better. We've, we've seen better, but uh, my, our hats off to the uh, cast and crew for, uh, you know, do, doing their best. And, like I said, go look up Electric Energy on Spotify. It's it's a it's a banger of a sh- of a of a song. I absolutely loved it. But with all that said, that does conclude today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. And don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a fellow movie lover in need, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other, spread the love for the film optics podcast. And now let's go through some of our new releases that you can listen to now. And then we're going to get into a few of our upcoming releases that you can look forward to. So as of right now, you can listen to our most anticipated movies of 2024 episode that me and Devin went through our top 10 movies of 2024 that we are most excited to see. And you can also listen to our Mean Girls review and our Echo spoiler review. And I just got to plug Iron Claw because it didn't win any Oscar or not any Oscar altogether, but it didn't get any Oscar nominations. If you haven't seen the Iron Claw, definitely go see it. We reviewed it here on the podcast. Definitely listen to our episode. It is a fantastic movie. And it deserves all the love in the world. And I, 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 was, I was blown away by it. And so, so was Devin. So definitely check out our review of that. And coming up on the podcast, things that you can look forward to. We're going to be reviewing the Percy Jackson and the Olympians series season one review. That's going to be dropping here soon within the next few days. So definitely keep a check uh, lookout for that. Um, I believe we're also going to try to squeeze in a most anticipated series of 2024. Most like our most anticipated movies of 2024 episode that we did. Just talking about our most anticipated, our favorite TV shows that are coming out this year. Uh, shout out to House of the Dragon. And, and we, 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 got, we got the big kahuna coming up, Devin. It's, it's, it's almost here. We're seeing it early. We're seeing it a week early. A week early. We're going to be covering Dune Part 2 on... We're, we're seeing it. What day are we seeing this? We're seeing it Sunday, February 25th. We're going to have a review out later, like mid-early that week before it hits theaters on March 1st, 2024. So that, that's going to be the, 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 the Big Apple, the, the Big Ben that we're, we're, uh, we're going to be covering, our first big movie of the year. But of course, you know, we're going to be covering things such as Madam Web, um, and we have the Bob Marley film coming out. So we, we have a lot on our plate, though. <laughs> we have a lot to get through, but we will soldier on. And as always, thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay connected with us by, again, following us on Twitter, threads, Instagram, all that social media garbage for the latest updates. That was Devin. My name's Christian, signing off. 
And remember, life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster. Peace.